so we can we can start at any t- any time. So we can let's just yeah. do it, man. You and I look. If you and I recorded some of the legendary conversations we've had over the past few years, some of those we oh yeah people no, would I, da- I, would I, love to. I Espe- agree. Especially everyone joining in on how wrong you are about Piers Brosnan and his Bond. God, would love the feedback on that. We've just been off the charts because you you'd be on that very lonely island, Joe. Very lonely island. With the Piers Brosnan isn't Bond um, placard, he comes up here quite a few times. He so. does, and we, and I'm sure that will come up, Joe. But anyway, right? Okay, <clears throat> okay. So, hello, welcome to a special edition of Rusted Junk. Um, there is no film. We're not looking at particular. Well, we are looking at films, but um, as you listen to this, I'm currently on holiday, so not on my own. Uh, I'm with Amanda and our daughter, Amy, who's been on the podcast. But yes, you've been listening to this while I'm scuba diving or something. So I hope you enjoy this because Joe and I put our heads together and said, what are we going to do? Dom's busy. Amanda's busy. What can we do together in order so that we don't leave you with a three-week gap? And Joe, what idea did you come up with? I came up with, there are so many beloved movies in the 80s. And we're so used to the actors that are portraying them that we could never think of anyone else filling their shoes. But there have been lots of times where we almost dodged a bullet or we could have had something better. Or something better, yeah. And this is basically who almost was. Who almost was cast in a, in a couple of our favorite 80s movies. Hmm. And I, I've come up with four different movies. I, I think with this one, we're going to do the first two, which would be Raiders of the Lost Ark and Batman. Yep. So whenever and you're I ta- ready. And then, and then I take over, and the next podcast that you listen to, which will be in a week's time, um, see see how we've got this all like set up and it's all smooth as silk? We know exactly when the next one's going to be in a week's time. You're not going to have to wait eight days. You're not going to wait six. It's going to be exactly seven, so it's great. But then I'm going to take two films, and then you're going to get this other podcast. Um, but you know, any- do you mind me saying one, making one Go change? Because I don't have much on Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, Can we switch one of them out for now. Because um, I think that this would be better if we did Batman and uh, Back to the Future. Would that oh, be okay? Uh, Batman and the Breakfast Club. We've got a lot to say on Back to the Future. So which one do you want? <laughs> Breakfast Club. You do the Breakfast Club. I'll do Back to the Future and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. So, so all right. So tonight what we're going to do is we're going to do the Breakfast Club and <laughs> yeah. and um, Batman. Lovely listeners. Do you know how I just said that we're all joined up? <laughs> this is going to be really smooth. Yes. Um, yeah, about that. Anyway, look, it, it, we, we just, we, this, this is, you are finding us at our, this is how Joe and I are. I, I, I love doing the podcast. I, I, I love doing the podcast with everybody. I started it with Amanda. I love doing it with Dom. But this, what you're about to hear is pretty much how me and Joe talk in the week. Um, when I first approached him on his podcast and we started talking, it literally started like this. It wasn't like getting to know you. Boom. It was just in. But anyway, with that said, over to you, Joe. Okay, where are you going to so you- go first? 
Let's do uh, your Breakfast Club movie. Your Breakfast Club movie, the one, the one you slated, and the one that I'm right on. Uh, that's debatable. I've we'll loaded it say. up to take with me on holiday, Joe. I've loaded okay. it up on the iPad to take it with me. That's it. That's the oh, list. seriously. That's the list that, that that gets on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, uh, depending on the casting choices, this movie could have been better or it could have been a lot worse. We'll find out. Um, but all right, let's go over the first one for okay. the Breakfast Club. Okay. So the uh, role of Bender, and who is Bender? For do you want to refresh people's memories? Uh, Jed Nelson. Jed Nelson, and he was kind of like no, oh, uh, that. There is, I, whatever names you're going to say, I can't. You know, they're up against the legend is Jed Nelson. But he was basically his character was he was a a no good Nick, right? Yeah. Like no good, lying. Like this close yeah. from spending time in prison. Yes, pretty much, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So one of the first people that they had in mind was Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage in 1985. Yeah. Like, well, I'm thinking, okay, Nicolas Cage in 1985. Peggy Sue got married in 86. Um, when was that Valley Girl? Rumblefish. He was in Rumblefish. Uh, Valley Girl. Valley Girl was 82, I think. Oh, it was 82. Okay. Yeah. Still haven't seen that, Joe. I do apologize. But no, he just, he had messed up teeth back then. You, you need to watch it just for that. And actually, what was that movie <laughs> that he was in recently where he played himself? Oh, the unbearable, unbearable weight of massive talent. I'm pretty sure that that was his Valley Girl character. Right. Okay. Well, do you know what? I, 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 to be fair, I'm thinking. Let's fast forward. Face off, Nick Cage. You know, could he have played a character like that? Yeah, I think he could. Yeah, I think I could. I could see that. Yeah, yeah I could. I could too. I, I think I could see him as the character. I think Judd Nelson. Although I, I'm not a fan of this movie, I think he did a good job. You know, for the role that he played. It's hard to imagine him not being in that role that he did that good of a job, I'll say. Um but I can see the the hair flick, you know, the the the, the Judd Nelson hair flick and the yeah. and the denim jacket and everything. And and being that flippant, you know, does Barry Manlow know that you raid his wardrobe? I can see Nick Case saying lines like that. So yeah, that's a that's a good shout. No, I, I definitely could see him playing a tough role. Nicholas Cage, he has in the past, mm. and he would be intimidating, I think. Um, but the problem for them or John Hughes is that they couldn't afford him. He wanted more money, and right. uh, so, so all you know, of these names are people that have auditioned. Yeah, they were either auditioned or they were considered, or they were even cast in the roles, wow. and then something happened. Wow, uh, Eric, so, uh, Eric Stoltz being a big one, but we will get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the next one. Do you do you want to guess any, or do you want to do you want me to just roll them off? Uh, yeah. Do you know what? Guessing we'd be here all. Yeah, we'd be. Uh, I, John Cusack. Right, you know what it, John Cusack. Okay. What I was going to do is I was going to give you clues. Okay. Clues. I used to do this I like clues. Show. But you know what? You guessed that one right, though. Okay. John Cusack is John Bender. Yeah. What do you no, think about that? Definitely not. I love that guy, and I love the majority of his films. And I think he's extremely talented, 
and we will. Uh, he's he's just his his films are just perfect. Uh, no, absolutely not. So he actually was cast as Bender hmm. by John Hughes, and he when he he had showed up, and I guess you know did some maybe reading for it. He just felt that he didn't look threatening enough. No, not at all. No, Imagine him I, I, saying I a line, you know, why don't we fix the door and let's get the prom queen impregnated? Right. There's no way that John Cusack could say that line and come off. He just done 16 Candles. He just yeah. played the geek in 16 Candles. He's pretty much the same, well, the same year, 1985. Uh, he was uh, the sure thing. You know, he played. He plays the lovable geek. Yeah, Maybe I would say like even in Gross of... Point Blank, where he plays a hitman, he he's he, not hard. He's not gritty. He's just. I mean, that's such a good film. But but no, I couldn't see him pass out. No, he's kind of got kind eyes, and um, that's a nice he, way of putting it, Joe. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if they would have put dark sunglasses on him, maybe. Maybe slick back his hair, but still, I I think Judd Nelson would have had him beat in this one. Uh, all right, so I'm going to give you some clues on this one. Okay. Uh, I think this was a popular '70s movie, and it was about high school. Um, and it, I think it was down in in California, and it was a comedy. Okay. So could you Team guess Wolf? them? No. No. Okay. And I could be wrong. You know, it's either 70s or early 80s, but I'm pretty sure it was 70s. Uh, Class? <laughs> no. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll say this actor uh, was, this was one of his first roles. This next clue, if I give you, you got to get him. Okay, go on. Uh, he was married to Madonna. Oh, Sean Penn. Yeah. So it was Fast Times at Ridgemont High. What was that, 70s or 80s? Uh, 1980. Okay. So it was close. You know, yeah. I wasn't sure if it was 70s or 80s, but uh, it seemed like a 70s movie to me. Yeah, it does. It does. Sean Penn. Sean uh, Penn is Bender. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Definitely. I, he's got the sass. He's got everything to, to do with it. Um, don't forget, he'd just been in taps. Not not long ago, um, showed that he could do tough. Do you know what I'm thinking now? Now that I mentioned taps, is Tom Cruise on your list? He's somewhere for John Bender. No, because I'm thinking of how hard Tom Cruise was in taps. I mean, you would not mess with him. He was the um, the <laughs> led led the uh, Red Berets. Basically I, I, goes goes nuts at the end with the with the M sixty. I couldn't see him though in uh, that role oh, anyway. Know, that, well, Especially at that age, um, he was too good looking. Not that I'm saying that <laughs> Judd Nelson wasn't, but I, I think you got to look a little hard and for the character. But I I actually could see Sean Penn as Bender, and I and I think he probably would have done a really good role, yeah, maybe he even would. a better one. See, now, if we were discussing it and Sean Penn had got the role and then you were telling me, oh, you know the guy that was in St. Elmo's Fire, uh, Judd Nelson? 
the guy that played the lawyer. What do you think? Mm. And I might not have gone. No, oh, no, Sean Sean Penn's Sean Penn's bending, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I like that joke. That's pretty good. Yeah, I, I do too. Who's Who's next on the list? So Anyone else for Bender? Is, is that it? No, there's a couple more. Okay. So this guy was uh, part of the Brat Pack. Emilio Estevez, Charlie Sheen, Andrew McCarthy. <laughs> hey, slow down there. Keep Wasabi. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you got one of them anyway. Uh, Emilio Estevez. As John he, Bender. He was originally cast as, as Bender. I think I remember doing that for the podcast and going, no. <laughs> no, he's too nice. But they they couldn't find anybody for Andrew, so right. John Hughes asked him to play Andrew. That was his name, right, Andrew? Andrew, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I can't picture him at all. I can't. I mean, I think he's probably the worst part of the film. I, I think he's completely miscast, and I think the majority of people that are mentioned for Andrew would have done a better job. Than wow. I just don't like Emilio Estevez. I haven't seen him in anything good ever. Sorry, but uh, Repo Man. Never seen it. Men at Work. Never seen it. <laughs> you didn't told do it. you. Trust me, you don't want to see it. I, I I watched it. I had it on yesterday in the background. It does not age well. Oh yeah, I remember you were like pushing me to watch that. It's like, yeah, oh, well, this is you know, great. Well, the garbage men and they find money. It's like, <laughs> nah, no, no. <laughs> don't listen to everything I say. Is the moral of the tale? I'm right about the film. Recommendations I make on normal podcasts about Rockle. I definitely am. Watch watch Bob Roberts, everyone. It's got John Kuzak in. It's got Tim Robbins in. It's got everyone right. in it. Anyway. So yeah, all right. So there's another member of the of the Brack pack. Uh a better looking version of uh member of the Brack James pack. Spader. No. Oh James I'm thinking James hey, you Spader. mentioned uh, you mentioned okay. the movie that he was in. Uh, about five minutes ago. Oh, crikey. Uh, class, Andrew McCarthy, no? No. No? You're going to have to tell me, Joe. Or, um, or else these 45-minute podcasts are going to be about... Yeah, that's true. Three, well, I'm trying to stretch it out a little bit. <laughs> okay, well, I don't think you need to. We're, we're um, nearly halfway. His other co-star in that movie. Class. Oh, so we've got John Cusack, Rob Lowe, Rob yeah. Lowe. Rob Lowe. As Bender. No way. No way. I don't care. I don't care about bad boy low. I don't care about sex tapes, compromising positions, whatever else he's done. Rob Lowe is one of those he's one of those people whereby if Sean Penn had made a sex tape, you go, Of course he did. Of course he did. You know, it's Sean Penn. Look at him. And he probably punched somebody that did this. Rob Lowe makes a sex tape, and it's just like yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. You know, I can I can see it. You know, he's a saxophone player from Saint Louis Fire, and all the girls see him like that. Fine. Great. He always gets laid. Brilliant. John Bender. No. No way. Yeah. There's no way. No. no way. Well, again, he's got to be hard, and and I just don't see that. You know, I it, it doesn't look blow. like can't see him like in in street fights or anything like that like he's too much of a pretty boy you know to be a, a tough guy like yeah when i have a fight with sean penn 
No. Although I reckon, uh, anyway, no, it could be the simple answer. Rob Lowe. Yeah. Go on then. I'll do it on the way to breakfast. Yeah, I mean, I, I might have a fight with Sean Penn, but he might kick my ass, too. He might do. Yeah. I, don't know yeah, I, I don't know about Rob Lowe. Yeah, Rob Lowe would be, the first thing, words out of his mouth was like, don't hit me in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not, not, not that we would incite violence on any uh, nah. Hollywood star. We don't advocate violence, um, even to some of the people that we don't like. We'd never advocate violence. Anyway, yes. Are we off bending? Okay, so we're gonna make. We got another. No, we got characters. one more. We got one what? more. What? Yeah, he he's a famous comedian, Robin um, Williams. He's in one of my favorite movies of all time, comedy movies of all time. Okay, and I think it's one of yours too. Uh, it, what, Bill Murray? No, uh, it had um, you know about these guys going cross country. Chevy in Chase, a, no, right in a uh, truck made out as a dog. Oh, uh, what Jim? No, not Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Okay, Jeff Daniels. No, the other one, Jim Jim Carrey. Yeah. No, <laughs> right. That's very simple. He may be dark in the Cable Guy, Joe, but he does not make that. Doesn't make him gritty and. Uh, Streetwise, no, definitely not. Yeah, he's too goofy looking. You can't have the guy that played Ace, well, that had at the time, but played the mask in Ace Ventura, basically made his name by gurning everywhere. Um, admittedly, very funny. I, you know, I'm not gonna take anything away. I still think his best film is The Cable Guy, <laughs> personally. Sorry about that. He Mrs. was in a, uh, some small roles in, I think, 80s movies. And um, you know, like when he wasn't known, and yeah, he was in Earth Girls. Earth, Earth Girls are easy, but he was goofy in that one. Um, but I forget what movie I was watching recently. He was in it, and you know, he kind of played just like someone part of the gang. And uh, he could have been. I, I think he probably would have been better as uh, what was the other guy's name? The the nerd. That's that's a big open field there, Joe. The nerd, you know, the, the you know, uh, Anthony Michael Hall. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What's his character's name? Uh, Putting you on the spot. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. Um, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. You just put me on the spot. I don't know. I'm sorry. He gets, he gets asked his name. Yeah. I just know his middle name was Ralph. Right. Uh, oh, God. I, but again, I am on the see, spot on that one. Yeah. yeah, you should be ashamed because I, should I be, shouldn't really. be because I don't give a damn about this movie. Um, but yeah, I have no idea who he played. But no, I could see Jim Carrey playing that character, especially you know, put some glasses on him, make him a little more geekier. Yeah, because there's part of me that doesn't forgive. I, I do like Anthony Michael Hall. I like the films he's, he was in, but I don't forgive him. For what him and Molly Ringwald ended up oh, ended up stabbing John Hughes in the heart, pretty much. Oh, and the stuff I read about them today. Oh, they're, they're, they're horrible, the two the two of them. They with, do with not deserve they, no. they do not deserve a career. First of all, you know, again, they were okay. They were not James Dean or anything like that. You know, like that they felt that they were so privileged that they needed. I mean, 
I was reading, he turned down the role in full metal jacket, <laughs> you know, and Kubrick specifically wanted him. Like he, he loved him. And I, I it was either 16 candles or this movie. And he said, he kind of like wrote that character for, for uh, yeah. Anthony Michael Hall. And he was like, no, I don't like the character. Who, who, the, who does that? You know, it's, yes. it's Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, hi. Um, it's Martin Scorsese on the phone. He'd like to know if you'd be one of the three lead characters in in Goodfellas. Uh, I don't know what's it about. It's about like it doesn't matter. It's about he's making a, a mafia story. And, oh, and well, can he can he ask him to send the script so I can have a look at it? Uh right, wrong answer. And he was dating Molly Ringwall. What an annoying couple that must have been. Yes, absolutely. They probably just couldn't stand anybody. They probably thought they were the perfect couple. They, you know, and they probably thought they, was... I mean, look at the, look at the trajectory of what happened. They ended up turning films down. And in the end, John Hughes went and, you know, worked on things like, you know, home alone and says, right. Okay. I'm going to move away. Now you've got Dutch with Ed Harris. You've got Curly Sue. You've got all of these things that not really a, a great end to career. Having said that, can I take away the performances of Molly Ringwald and, and you know uh, Anthony Michael Hall? Not at all. I think that they're pretty much perfect in the films that they're in. But however, you're right as, a, as as individuals and as a couple, they they ended up turning on the very person that made them a star. And and you know what? The just desserts are. What did Anthony Michael Hall go to? He ended up being in a film called Johnny Be Good with Robert Downey Jr. If you ask somebody to name 20 Robert Downey Jr. films for a million pounds and gave them clues as to that film, they still wouldn't be able to name it. Um, and then he appears in Edward Scissorhands, then not a lot, and then turns up in the last Halloween film, in which he's he's all right. He's okay. I mean, I enjoy those films anyway, and it's nice to, to see somebody I knew. But Paul... You know, live by the sword, die by the sword. If he makes a bad career choice and he starts, as you said, pissing off people around him and he doesn't get where he wants to, tough luck. He had so many things handed to him, that guy. He was the youngest cast member on Saturday Night Live. Um, and yeah. it's just amazing. I, I don't know his life and all that, but it, it does seem like he turned down a lot of things. Uh, like you said, it, it was Ferris Bueller was written for him, right? Yeah. Yeah, all you have to do is go straight into it. Uh, and and from a pedigree point of view, you'd be going like, yeah, so I've done weird, so I've done 16 Candles, I've done Weird Science, I've done The Breakfast Club. They've all been huge successes, huge successes. Um, yeah, I'm not going to do this one. Well, what are you going to do instead, Anthony? What are you going to do? Oh, this low-budget thing with um, Robert Downey Jr.? All right, okay. Yeah. Well, I hope it works out for you. It didn't. So on to his uh, ex-girlfriend here. So I'll get rid of the, the clues. I'll just kind of name them off. Molly Ringwall. So she was originally cast as Allison. Now, did yeah, you cover I, that? I remember, I remember saying that. Yeah, we remember saying that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now that you've seen Ali Sheedy's interpretation of it, Probably not, but 
if you if you just told me the character, having just done pretty well, I say having done just pretty in pink, she was known as that sort of character. And I know she didn't want to be typecast because she wanted to be mm. the Alison character. And I'm like, just stick with what you're good at. And she is. She was. She's. There's no. There's no fault to anyone in here. Are you going to get to the janitor? By the way, is the janitor on your list? Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, well, and and so everyone stick to what you're good at because the role needs you to be good at what you do. Are you going to say Ali Sheedy um, audition for? Claire? I'll get there. Ali Sheedy it, for Claire. Well, I want to stick to Molly Ringwald though, but okay. She like you said, she didn't want to play Allison because she didn't like that she was a loner in Sixteen Candles, and so she pushed John Hughes to cast her as Claire again. This is like entitled crap. It's like who are you? Should be lucky that he saw something in you that he wanted to put you in this role. Yeah, like what did she have before this? She had Sixteen Candles. Did she have Pretty in Pink at this point? Uh, I think was- beforehand, I think it's the same. Uh, you tested my. I should, I should know this off by heart. Um, I think it was Pretty in Pink was the same year. I'm just going to check. Yeah, it's just that I, I don't understand. Well, I, I guess a lot of kids are like that today, too. Pretty in Pink we, was the next year, the, the year after. Okay. But, yeah, it just seemed like, I don't know, just really do, weird. Do you know what she played? Do you know what the character she played in Pretty in Pink, Joe? Oh, her name? No, no, no. She played a loner, alone, with her own unique individuality at a high school with a best friend called Ducky, played by John Cryer. So, typecast, you know, did she turn around? And, I don't know, because I don't remember covering it. She turned around and put in pink and I'm not be. I'm not going to be the main character in this film. I don't want to be a loner. Melissa McCarthy has been typecast as somebody who's fat and stupid, and hmm. she makes a lot of money off of that. Absolutely. Do you I want I... to see her do anything different? Not really. Do I like her in Bridesmaids? Yes. Do I like her in much else? No. Will I ever forgive her for Ghostbusters? Never. <laughs> I won't forget. I won't forgive anybody involved in that film, that remake. None of them. But with that being said, though, with Molly Ringwald, I could see her in this character. Uh, again, she's another one. She would just have to put glasses on, have her hair kind of like all messy, and she would kind of look like an outcast, loner type of person, a weirdo. Right. And then prettier up at the end. I could see that happening. So, yeah, I could can, see her in that you, role. Ooh, I was about to say something a bit bitchy there. Can you prettier up? Anyway, right. Let's not. Well, go. she she was supposed to play the pretty one. Wasn't Claire the pretty one? It's, well, uh, popular well, pretty one. Well, if I was uh, being of that age when I watched it, Ali Sheedy was the more the more intriguing and oh, I, I good-looking character. Especially, I mean, I know I shouldn't say this, and with with today's prison, I probably can't get away with it. But when she beautifies herself at the end, wow, yeah, oh yeah, no, Molly Ringwald, John, John, John Bender, you picked the wrong girl here. It's uh... well, I didn't have actually that. So she auditioned. Ali Sheedy auditioned for the role of Claire, according to you? No, I thought you might have that on there. I don't remember that. Oh, I was okay. going to say, like if we were doing a whole switcheroo and everyone's auditioning for everything else, like musical chairs and everyone just has to sit in the chair that they're given. Yeah, no, I, I didn't have that, but I had a lot of good actresses auditioning for Claire. 
the first one I got is Robin Wright, who is yeah the Princess, Princess Bride, Bo- Princess Buttercup, um, uh, and Princess Bride. Yeah, I think that would be a huge improvement if it was her because she was she was very attractive. She I could see her playing yep. someone that was yeah, pretty I can popular. Yeah. It was was she the one, Robin? Right, she was the one in Forrest Gump. Yes. Oh, I can never forgive her. I can't. Again, there's another film. Everybody involved in that film should be thoroughly ashamed. You know, I it's think. funny. I, I read a long time ago. You English do not like that movie, Forrest no. Gump. Well, I don't. I well, I I don't. Uh, I'd love to be able to speak for the English people, but uh, any time it comes up, there's two camps. One one camp, which is a minority, goes oh. I so love that film. It's amazing because they uh, look, he, he shakes Kennedy's hand and he said, thinks he's got to go pee and all this sort of stuff. Right. The other camps are not only is Forrest Gump overrated, but Tom Hanks is overrated. And and well, I, f- I firmly believe that. And I'm happy to be in that camp. I think part of it, again, being from the United States is, uh, I, I liked it. I, I, it was a feel-good movie, and I guess there was a lot of American history, you know, infused into that movie. And I know a lot of people liked it, and I think didn't he win an Oscar for that performance? Wait a feel, t- tell me the bits where you where you felt good. Which where, where were they? When his when his mum died, when his when his friend no, got his legs blown off. I mean, I'm just no, wondering he, wondering where the happiness bits. Are. He was a happy simpleton. You know, he accepted what life had given him and he just uh it's a story know. of a guy catching a bus <laughs> and look at the happy part he, he invested in all that apple stock <laughs> you know so uh <laughs> guy was a happy guy <laughs> i hope so oh, okay oh do well, fine do you know I, i've thought of another idea of podcast we could do as fillers as is this film overrated uh let's not do forest gump because uh it most definitely is but there's quite a few on my list, and I'm sure there's a few on yours. Oh yeah, um, well, but anyway, well, there you go. we're talking about one right now. Oh, exactly. We're we're we're, <laughs> we're crossing the genres. Um, you know, you know when we talked about that we might have to do two films in order to do 45 minutes. We haven't mm-hmm. finished this one, and we're up to nearly 35. So uh, okay. I think we might have to do. In fact, dear listeners, at this point, we may have to split this up into two nights, <laughs> as in we do two more tomorrow. And we do four for you on listening pleasure. I, yeah, I think I think we're going to have to because we still got. I know who's. I know the janitor. Who's coming? Okay, well, yeah, no, we, we have we, we have a lot there, here. Yeah. yeah, no, we're still on Claire. Oh, okay, right, so, so I, again, I I think Robin Wright would have been fantastic. Definitely, That's, I agree with that. Next one, I'm not so sure about uh, Jodie Foster. No, no. If you think about what Jodie Foster had been in by this point. Yeah, it was like Bugsy Malone and Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver, Freaky Friday. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I, I can't see her. Plus, you know, plus, if Claire's supposed to be the good-looking one, Jodie Foster, I don't see it. Yeah, you can't see that either, unfortunately. Having said that, she's spectacular in contact. She is. She's and, so and good in that film. She yes. is a great actress. She's been. She's won an Oscar. She's been nominated several times. She is a good actress. But yeah. That's not the role that she should have played. So I think that they did good with the casting there by not casting her. I remember the, uh, her and Kelly McGillis in The Accused, that film, um, where Jodie Foster's character gets raped and nobody believes her. Mm. Um, 
And I do remember that's a really powerful film. Um, side story, uh, I went on a first date to see that film. No, jeez. No, yeah, but I didn't know what was, I, I didn't, I didn't fully, I thought it'd be like, I could go there and it'd be like, oh, this guy's not got a problem with, you know, strong, you know, women and women's stories and women's issues and things like this. Yeah. Not a good first date film. <laughs> well, I got a funny first date story. I had gotten my home theater for the first time back okay. in New York. So I had like these huge giant speakers because back then, you know, they were all huge. Yeah. And uh, I had my VCR and my TV all hooked up. And I had this girl coming over, you know, it's like, you want to come over and check out this movie? I got, you know, I got surround sound home theater. Oh, it's God, sound just Joe, like the movies. what film did you put on? Basic Instinct. <laughs> and what? the very first scene is Sharon Stone is having the sex with somebody. The yeah. You know, and she's orgasming and, and you know, and this girl, you know, is uncomfortable. And I got like, my mouth is open wide. It's like, can you hear that? <laughs> it sounds oh, just like it. She's like, oh, I don't know if this is the proper film we should be watching. It's how this- old? How old? Were- so, wait a minute. How old? Were you- I, know, I was in my 20s. Oh, let's see. Can you? I can imagine the the, the youth of today, Joe. Uh, oh, they would be that. appalled. So, re- what? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Be, I think I, I think some would be appalled the, anyway. But uh, write to Netflix and say we need a warning. We need a warning at the start of this film. I was like, well, we could fast forward this part. <laughs> but um, uh, but there's a little sexy, sexy serial killer, as opposed to woman gets repeatedly raped and then has to fight a court case. I think yeah. I win. I think I win on. Bad. No, yeah, I think you do too. Because at least you've got some some sexiness in there. There's nothing. Well, and as absolutely not. I mean, the subject matter is just. And plus, I had a 27 inch screen. You had like a humongous screen. I did, and I couldn't get away from it. (laughs) So I just enjoyed the performance. Anyway, all right. Next one up. Next one, Laura Dern. She actually she auditioned for Claire and Allison. Laura Dern. Laura Dern. I like Laura Dern. Uh, uh, she's a, I think she's annoying now. Oh, she's horrendous. By the, and I know the regular listeners would have heard my previous rant, but Jurassic World Dominion is the worst film I've seen in the last five years. End of. It's, it's, it, it, I, I can't get, I can't get past the 45 minutes that I've watched it. And Laura Dern is probably the only decent thing in that. But that's not praise. What was that movie she did with? I'm going to put you on the spot again. Oh yeah, yeah, by all means. I'm, uh, yeah. That movie with Nicolas Cage, Wild at Heart. See, I haven't seen that. I, that's I amazing. She, she that's probably incredible. was good in that. She's very good in that. But I, I keep thinking of her as uh, Long Neck Haldo from Rogue One. Is it Rogue One? Uh, no, no, Last, Last Jedi. Jedi. Last Jedi. Yeah. 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 Um, and I can't picture her. As either Claire or Allison, but well, I guess when she was younger, she probably, you know. Uh, made do you know fit what? I'm going to go out on a limb and say that she could probably have done both. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. All right, so this is for the role of Andrew, and he had already chosen, I guess, uh, Emilio Estevez. 
But if Emilio Estevez had said no, that these were some people that were under consideration. Okay. Uh, they're actually pretty good. Michael J. Fox. Uh, as the as the jock, yeah. 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 He plays a plays a jock in Team Wolf. So yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, you know, and he he was a decent actor, you know, Michael J. Fox. But you having it come out at the same time as in Back to the Future, Breakfast Club would have tripled its profits. True, very true. Uh, another person we mentioned before, Jim Carrey. No, definitely not. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there. Let's look at Andrew's story in the film. Andrew's story is he gets pressure from his dad – I mean, predominantly from his dad. I assume it's from the whole family. Predominantly from his dad to win. So he bullies another kid and basically maims the other kid uh, in order to to prove his credentials back to his dad, in order to prove that he's tough and he's hard. Um, I can't see Jim Carrey doing that. Well, I think part of the problem, too, is we just remember him as Ace Ventura and Lloyd Christmas. And the mask, <laughs> you know, but this is before then. And, and again, I, I think he could play serious roles, but um, yeah, I don't know. That, that's a tough one. I, I'm kind of like in the middle with him. Okay. Uh, next one, I think would be to, an excellent choice, but I think it probably he would have felt it was a downgrade for him. Uh, Tom Cruise. That would work. Oh, yes. Yeah, that would work. Um, because I could believe so now I'm thinking Tom Cruise from all the right moves mm. and going, yeah, that fits in pretty well. Tom Tom Cruise, I am um, I've always been really torn on. And 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 the, uh, weirdly enough, I couldn't sleep yesterday, so I woke up at like you know, quarter to six in the morning. And the one thing that I was thinking about is Tom Cruise's career. And is Tom Cruise a one-trick pony? No. Well, no, no, no. I know, and I know that sounds dismissive because I love Tom Cruise's movies, I, apart from Far and Away, an interview with the vampire. Both of them are terrible, but the rest of his films are really entertaining, really good. The only time he flexes his acting chops is in a film called Magnolia. I don't. Otherwise, he yeah, just plays, that was a great performance. It, it is. Otherwise, he just plays cool Tom Cruise, sporty Tom Cruise. Or very very shouty Tom Cruise, and you know I, I, he's the sheer definition of a movie star, but he's not an actor. Well, is that I, harsh? I, is that a bit harsh? For me, it is because I, I think he's a very good actor. I think he's up there with Brad Pitt, where their looks have kind of cursed them, and a lot of people don't take them seriously. But I think they're both very good actors, and usually when I watch their movies. I enjoy them. I enjoyed Interview with the Vampire. And I know I'm not alone with that one. You know, that could be an English thing again. Okay, but, you're not alone, but there's only you could fit you could fit the meeting of the interview with the vampire fan club in a phone box. And that's, I a, U, disagree. that's a UK that's a UK phone box as well. So probably about four of you and a push. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Yeah. But no, I, I think Cruz has has always been a very good actor. I think he's very underrated. My biggest problem with him now is he keeps doing those Mission Impossible movies, and there's just too many. What it was, but like, I'd rather yeah. watch Mission Impossible than 
Fast and it's the Furious. And- but it's like eight movies. Like, have you seen like, uh, um, uh, not Interstellar, uh, uh, what's, they call it like Live, Die, Repeat now. Uh, oh, Edge of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, he was great in that one. And what was the other one that he, he no, was he, in? Around he's it? good in it. He's good in it, but he's good as a as a movie star. He, but he's just. But I'm just saying he's good. I, I like seeing his movies. I think he does a good part in that. What is that movie that he was in where he played a clone? You know, and uh, like the aliens had invaded Earth, and um, they were convinced that they were trying to protect uh, the planet. Oh man, it begins with an I. Oblivion. That's what I thought. Oblivion. Yeah. Oblivion. Right. That's what it is. It doesn't begin with an eye. <laughs> There's an eye in it, though. I, I knew uh, you were going with that joke, so it's fine. Okay. But no, he's great. I, I, I really like his movies. Um, but no, I, I think with I, I think they're up to you know, Mission Impossible 8. Because I think this last one is a two-parter. Yeah, so it's which, a two-part, yeah. Yeah, which is crazy because keep I think making that, them though. We keep enjoying them. Well, yeah, but by him making all these movies, he's not making other movies he could have been good in. And like you said, you know, he was great in, in uh, uh, what was the one that, that that Christopher Nolan film? Was it Christopher Nolan? Not Memento. You, you mentioned it where he. Oh, uh, 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 Magnolia. Magnolia. Yeah. He was great in that. Incredible. He, he should have won the Oscar for that, for sure. And he should have won the Oscar for Rain Man. He was much better than Dustin Hoffman in that movie. What? And oh yes, I, well I feel what? anyway. Dustin Good Hoffman just. Lord. If you want to, if you want an Oscar, you're gonna have to play a mentally mentally handicapped person. Sean Penn, uh, Dustin Hoffman, Tom Hanks. It's like that's all you got to do. And Hollywood is, is just a sucker, and they'll give you the Oscar. But I think wow. that Tom Cruise was much much better in. Rain Man, I just and, and the color of money. He's just very good. I will, won't turn this into a Tom Cruise podcast, but oh, it. we've got various strands that we can pull on for a, for later yeah. podcasts. But yeah, you know I'm right, Joe. You know there's there's actors and there's movie stars, and people fall into one category or the other. Sometimes, sometimes when they're very lucky, both. Yeah, no, I, I agree, but I, I still is Brad feel Pitt that an actor or is he a movie star? I feel he's an actor. He's an feel... actor. Yeah, I feel Tom Cruise is an actor too. But I don't think Brad Pitt is is anywhere near the draw that Tom Cruise is. No, that bullet train looks so dumb. It does look <laughs> dumb. It does yeah, it'll probably be the only thing that's available like on the cinema when I'm uh, on holiday. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, well no, because I mean it could be well, it could be worse. It could be thought. Well, yeah, but I'm sure you're not going to go to the cinema. <laughs> oh, we do. What well, we are, we love. There's an open air cinema in Kos in Greece. That's where we're going. There's an open air cinema. It's it's amazing. The bars is at it, the back, no roof. Is it in English? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, last time we were there, we saw the second Mamma Mia film together. Uh, all right. So next one. All right. Matthew Broderick. As and as Andrew. Yeah. Well, he's play, he plays the greatest character in the greatest John Hughes film. So, no, no, I'm going to have to say no. Um, well, I would say no with Emilio Estevez. I, I think probably the best one on that list is Tom Cruise. 
but I think yeah, I'll give you the yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think Matthew Broderick would have been a better one than Emilio Estevez, just because I think Emilio Estevez sucks. I just I'm not a fan of his. Right. Um. All right, next one, Rob Lowe. Uh, so yeah, that's probably more. Not John yeah. Bender. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, again, he's he's too. Emilio Estevez against Rob Lowe. I mean, Rob Lowe is, you know, infinitely more good looking than Emilio Estevez. I don't. I think I don't know if you want somebody. You want somebody that looks fresh faced. Rob Lowe would then, in the same year, if you believe it, all of most of the characters play other characters in St. Elmo's Fire, which is, um, and Emilio Estevez really does do himself a disservice in that film, but I know you're not a fan anyway, so. Yeah, I would say Rob Lowe would be good because he kind of has that persona of being an American jock, you know, which I think it was wrestling, right? It wasn't football. I think he was a wrestler. Yes, that's right. Andrew's a wrestler, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I think he'd be okay. Right, so where John Bender goes, I want to be that's like rolling around on the floor with other guys. <laughs> All right, now we'll get to the janitor, right? right so you okay. want to say your guy? I know who it is. It's Rick Moranis. That's who you got written down there. That's one of them, yeah. That's one of them. And Rick Moranis was politely asked to leave. Um, because you can't, there are, the film is funny. John Vernon, the principal is funny. Um, and you like, it's, it works because people are laughing at it, not with him. But the janitor is the emotional anchor to the whole thing. And he's hardly in it, but the t- the two times he is in it is the bit about I know all your secrets. I go through your bins and I go through your lockers. That's where you see John Bender's eyes pop out, going, "What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know everything that's going on in the school." And he also catches the principal looking at the records of other teachers down in the basement, and then says, "You know, give me fifty bucks, uh, you know, and I'll ignore it." I said, this is a guy who's streetwise. He knows what's going on. He knows how to play the system. He knows how things work. He, a, you can't play it for laughs, and B, you can't have Rick Moranis. So wh- whoever your second name is, is already better choice, even though that might not fit either. Yeah, no, actually, I think this one is probably a better choice. Uh, John Candy. No. <laughs> no, no well, what do you know? For the same reason. Well, Look at like when he was emotional in Uncle Buck, you know, I can see him being sympathetic and emotional. Well, I'm not talking, I'm not saying the guy can't act. I can't, you know, he's not, a, you know, an actor, you know, he, again, he's more of a movie star and sadly very, very missed. Um, Cause God knows what he would have made. I, I reckon he would have continued to make good for, you know, good films. And they would have been brought him back into the fold, but, no, definitely not. It has to be somebody streetwise, and that isn't John Candy. Mm, I could see it. They might have written the character a little different for him, but I, I, I wouldn't have mind him being in it because I, I am a fan of John Candy, especially during that period. 
and yeah, he's a lot, has had a lot of history with John Hughes. I, I think he would have worked well, actually. Yeah. Sorry, can't come in the can't come in the library. The library's closed. Moose out front should have told you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, that, that works. Uh, another one of your favorites. Okay. Well, you know who he would have reminded me a little bit of um, his role in Vacation. You know, that's what I just that, that's the bit I just paraphrased. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, the hit the security. <laughs> I didn't see again. I forgot that. And you know, to me, this movie is so forgettable. The Breakfast Club. Harsh. Harsh. It could have. It could have came from there. But I'm sorry. Right. All right. Okay. All right. So, so I did a dumb thing. I, I, I swapped right. the park for the library. I was even that inventive. But yeah. Okay. Thanks. All right. So this is uh, another one of your favorite comedians. Okay. Uh, Bill Murray. Bill, there you go. Bill oh. Murray. Yeah, it would have worked. Actually, yeah, because he he can. Yeah. He, he can do that streetwise. He was a taxi driver. He was a taxi driver in stripes. He knows he knows how things work. He's pretty on the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And we we've seen you know, he does have range sometimes. I know Amanda differs, right? right. She's not a huge fan of his, but uh oh, I finished What About Bob, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago. Oh, uh, she didn't like with, it? With Richard Dreyfus. No, I couldn't put that film anywhere near her. I watched it on my own. I love that movie. I think it's great. Yeah. I think yeah. it's wonderful, but I just think Amanda's going to go, no, I don't want to turn her off Bill Murray because we will do other Bill Murray films. And I, one day, I'm pretty sure we'll do What About Bob, but oh, good Lord. I, I just know. She gets Spinal Tap 2 out of 10. I'm, I'm sorry if you, a spoiler <laughs> alert, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't listened to it or seen it. Yeah, but wow. The the film that Time Out London called the funniest film of all time in 2011, Amanda gives it two out of 10. I'm going to make a coffee for 15 minutes of it. Yeah. Well, I can't. It's not a fan. Well, I was about to say not a fan of the classics. She is a fan of the classics. Yeah. Just, just her classics. Yeah, everybody makes mistakes every now and then. <laughs> Don't tell her I said that, though. Sorry, she'll be listening to it, Joe. It's fine. Oh, great. She'll be listening to it by the pool, and then she'll be de- giving me dirty looks at this point and going, She'll yeah, throw anyway. a phone in the pool. <laughs> she'll throw me in the pool. That bloody Joe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. You're just, you're, just, you're just pouring kerosene on the fire, Joe. Yeah, no, good. I better stop. She talks more like this, like Mary Poppins. <laughs> if, I get, if I'm going to get in trouble and I'm going to get thrown in the pool, I might as well go for it, you know? Okay. All right. Well, the phone's already in the pool, so. Um, <laughs> that's it. So that's it. Do you want me to go in with Batman? or? Oh, definitely not, Joe. <laughs> we've got enough. We've got, we're just under an hour. Okay. That's pretty good. So, um, oh, so we've trailed all these other things that we're going to do. Um, do you know what? What we'll do is what I'll get back off holiday, and then we'll do the other two films. Um, so you will actually have them split up into four four podcasts. Um, because listen to us. I, I, I said I said this to you at the start of the um the podcast. This is what this is what we're like. Joe's usually wrong. I'm usually right. Um, oh, we sometimes agree. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, tune in uh, next week, and um, you can hear us talk about the same thing about some a film that's very dear to Joe's heart, as is mine. 
as the, as is the character, which is legendary. So the 1980s, 1989 film Batman. Mm-hmm. 1989. I just want to say one last thing Perfect. about what we just did with the Breakfast Club. Okay. I think this could have been a better movie with a different cast. I think Sean Penn as Bender. Okay. Let's see, as Allison. Mm, I, I think I, I would have kept uh what's her name? Okay, what Nick Cage is Bender. No, no, Sean Penn. Well, I, I have Sean Penn being Bender. Okay. Well, I, I guess I'm doing mine. All right. So Sean Penn, uh it's not Allie McCraw. What's her name? <laughs> Ali Sheedy. Ali Sheedy, yeah. Ali Sheedy as uh, Allison. I, I think she was actually pretty good compared to. Who's married were. to Judd Nelson in St. Elmo's Fire that same year? Imagine if he'd seen it in St. Elmo's Fire before he'd seen Breakfast Club. Yeah, that'd be problematic. Very. Because uh, you'd never Ro- have any respect for Emilio Estevez. Uh, Robin Wright as Claire. Yeah, I like that. Tom Cruise as Andrew. Yeah, I agree with that. Are we missing anybody here? Yeah, we missed the geek. The geek. I guess nobody wanted to play the geek. <laughs> you know? Well, it's pretty much Anthony Michael Hall. I mean, he's perfect in it. Yeah. Um, and I say John Candy as a janitor. No, John Kapalos. That's who played it. But I, I think it would. It could have been a better movie. Uh, my biggest problem with that movie is it takes place in one area. <laughs> I think if it would have expanded i know it's detention and i've been in detention it sucks you don't want to go and see a movie about detention and plus that would never have happened they would never allow you to just talk and fool around there would always be somebody sitting there monitoring your every move it's just an unrealistic movie well i think the rotten tomato school uh you're in a minority so yeah whatever never mind right well um, there's only two of us to say goodbye, but we'll see you. We'll see you next week where we'll talk about Batman, which we're going to talk about in about ten minutes, five ten minutes time. We're going to record it, but anyway, um, cheerio, everyone. See ya. You're not saying toodle pep. No, that's not me. All right, okay. You don't want to get into more trouble. No. Okay, I get that. Right, okay. All right. Cheers, everyone. See you later.